We are pleased to be sharing with you our 100th episode of Jen and Millie. We have a shorter episode for you today, but before we share this with you, we wanted to first lift up the voices of those in our Jen and Millie community. We had the chance to gather with listeners, supporters, and friends of the podcast to reflect on 100 episodes, as well as to plan for the next 100. Here are some of their, as well as our own reflections from this gathering. a big fancy gala and this guy Garth Brooks who you know you're in awe of is talking about another musician that your best friend at work doesn't even know what he's talking about and if we wouldn't have paused and turned to each other and talked through that we would have missed out on an opportunity that really gave us um, a chance to listen from a different perspective What, what I really appreciated about this space is not only our conversations and our friendship and our connection, and um, but I think the way in which we collectively, not just Allie and I, have a little bit of you know, shared value that, that life is about learning and about growing and about becoming more of who we are and becoming more honest with ourselves and with the world. And I really appreciate that. Like every email that we get uh, of not even someone's, you know, I love the, love the long emails of like homework responses, but even, I mean, we've just gotten a few emails from people that were like, I can't be here tonight, but I listen and I know I don't always write, but thank you. You know, just even something simple like that, that an acknowledgement that, that you all as uh, us as a community, right? We have this kind of shared value for growing and for learning and for constantly being aware of who we are and who other people are. And, and that's what I appreciate too, that, that I think that, that that's what makes this unique in these conversations unique. Um, yeah, I'm just here for the posture of gratitude and, and not only for Allie and for our friendship. And I take so much away from the conversations, but also for the fact that I know that there are people out there, whether or not we communicate regularly with each other or you and I have a personal relationship, but we have these shared values of navigating the world with grace and assuming good intent and looking for the positive aspects of other people. And that's pretty hopeful in an, in a time that isn't always the most hopeful. I mean, I'm living right in the center of it in DC and I'm reminded of the things that aren't working all the time. So it's really, really neat to be in a space of, of people that are approaching the world with, with assuming good intent and grace and hopefulness. And, and that's pretty awesome. Um, I lead a pretty big team of people, and this was a huge source of inspiration for me um, in listening to how strengths come, how they look differently for other people. Um, We have a a lot of, as any team does, a lot of different strengths represented, but hearing how Tess's context looks like my buddy Matt's context and how it looks different was really helpful for me um, to hear people talk about that. Um, So that was the biggest benefit for me is just listening to how different people's um, strengths show up um, and how to honor those best as a leader. tell you now as I listen during my commute on the way home I like talk to them 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, like really, like I feel like I'm having conversations in the car with them. Like they're still there just listening and and um big thing is growth I would say from where it's been and like because it's like a, a year ago it was like they did the big change where thing in the transition and it was just like everything coming together and I'm just like oh my gosh they've both grown up so much like it's just it's so great so so just they, they've grown with this podcast and so it's just that's what I enjoy and take from it is the growth that you both have learned and embraced from this <laughs> When I look back and think about the growth, we didn't know what we were doing with a video, a vlog. We didn't know what we were doing with the podcast. And Tessa's learner has been something that I've just relied upon so much. Um, when she came in and we talked the day about music and she introduced me to Spotify. I mean, she watched me dig my heels in and say, I'm not doing this. And then kind of like gently allowed me to figure out that, yes, I'm going to do this. And the same kind of thing happened um, with work when COVID happened and we went to virtual space for our mentors and mentees and training. And I was like, I'm not going to do this. And um, all the ways that Tess has helped me to get unstuck by using her learner really naturally and um, just being who she is um, and giving me the space to be able to be crabby about something, um, but then get unstuck. One of the early, I think it was a really early episode that I think about often is one that was, I don't know what the title was, but it was like, stay, uh, don't get stuck in the basement. Don't get stuck in the basement. I think about that often because, you know, you always think, oh, if I was only better at that, if I could only do that better. And, you know, you tend to focus on that. And then I think about your podcast. I'm like, don't get stuck in the basement. You know, think about the things you can do really well. And I got some great feedback from a lot of people that I'm close with, but also from others saying, you guys talk about hard things. And it makes me feel like I can go home and have hard conversations that, that we can talk about hard things with our family or our friends. I think it um, shows a lot that coming from such different perspectives and different lives and ages that you can have conversations that it doesn't necessarily have to happen right away. Um, but you can grow and become really close individuals, but it, it didn't happen overnight. And so I think that shows that there's so much to be said about just having conversations. The fact that you guys were able to just like pause in that moment with the Garth Brooks thing. It's like, it's, some people just look past those things and they're like, well, they're different from me. So I don't want to be part of that. And I think that's probably what you guys project, even though maybe you don't see it, but from someone who's an outsider, that really is important to show people just, you could be different and still get along and still respect each other's values, um, even though they're different. And I think at a time right now where everybody has their own opinion, um, it's important to just like pause and really listen to the other person. Mm -hmm.
heart and soul of what you talk about on Jen and Millie is enduring to the human spirit. And it's good to have those anchors when the world's in a mess, you know, because I think it sometimes feels like everything is in flux. Everything is changing. Everything is broken. And it's not. And, you know, those things like strengths and gratitude and, and growth and service to others in, in positive regard, they, they don't discriminate one way or other against generations. You know, young people just coming into school in first grade need the same kind of positive regard that somebody who's going to turn 70 this year does, you know. And, and you know, I, I think you're probably not on here if you don't play that role in someone's life on a, on a daily basis. You know, you guys play a great important role in your community of just being beacons of goodness. Just goodness. And I, and I need that. And I like that. Thank you. Tess, do you have a favorite episode from the last 50? From the last 50, it's a lot of large, it's a very like large um, sample size, 50% um, of our, um, I, I keep coming back to this concept of what does a best possible life look like? A par like a parallel or a corresponding conversation that we bring up a lot is the fact that a lot of the things that limit us, we self-impose. Like we create our own limits a lot of the times. Um, and the things that hold us back are our misconception of self, our, our own insecurities, our, our inability or, or unwillingness to do the hard work of, you know, most underrated thing that we can do is self-awareness, right? And, you know, to, to rubber meets the road, do the work of self-awareness. Um, so I think as someone, and, and I shared this on the podcast, as someone who has not in a utopian sense had a lot of their dreams come true, to consistently reevaluate what a best possible life looks like is challenging when a lot of the things you've worked a lot of your life for you now have. And, um, and it's a really, really cool challenge to say, what does it look like to constantly dream and constantly look for what's next, especially someone with low futuristic to like, you know, I've been preparing and working and and moving towards where I am now for a lot of my life. And so to, in all areas, really evaluate what does the best possible life look like is a, I think a conversation that's really stuck with me. And when I just keep turning over, I think in my head on a pretty consistent basis and, and and I think that's okay and that's good. And I think that that's one thing that I've really very much learned from our conversations, which seems logical, but as someone with high strategic that thinks in a linear fashion, um, I need to remind myself that personal growth isn't linear um, and that we, some of the same things we think we've, we've gotten past or we've moved on from resurface or are activated and come back up into our lives. And so I've been kind of on that, that personal path too. And, um, and to extend my grace to myself in the way that I'm, I'm willing to extend it to others. So I think, so a lot of my takeaways from the second half. Whoa.
Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 100 of Jen and Millie. Episode 100 of Jen and Millie, where a Gen Xer and a millennial share the strength-based perspective through which they view the world. We are your hosts, Allison and Tess. We are 100. Wow. We're so old. I mean, if we split it between the fact that we're two people, then we're 50 each. I don't like to talk about 50 at all, but I do like to celebrate really important things and Mm -hmm. it is an absolute stunning celebration to me that we would be celebrating 100 episodes when we thought of this as a concept it began as a video cast i don't think that's what that's called video blog blog, i think is what we've called it i mean that word is so icky to me you know, we talked about words once, about words that I love. Like, I love certain words. Like, I love the word mm-hmm. kiss. I love that word. Um, I love the word uh, quasi. Mm-hmm. I love, i got just words that I love, but vlog, just. It's not one of those words. Not one of those. And <laughs> I can't say the other words I don't like because they're just mm-hmm. give me watery mouth. Anyway, I am so, so, so grateful that we started a hundred episodes ago, just with an idea. We Mm -hmm. talk about this a lot when, you know, an idea comes to you, you either decide to move on it or it'll find someone else. Mm -hmm. That's Liz Gilbert's philosophy. And Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful that we decided to make this happen. When I share with people about it and I describe why we do it, I hear the, oh, that's so cool. And I find myself sometimes saying, now it's really meaningful to me. Yeah. I just forget that other people listen. Yeah. And so as always, Tess, I want to thank you for holding space in this container for me a hundred times over mm-hmm. to hear what was on my mind or hear to hear my perspective, to let me share my voice even at the times where it was shaky. Yeah to hear and hold the laughter that we have found in this space, mm-hmm. particularly the episode, the last episode, yeah. fill in the blank on 80s <laughs> trivia. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. But this is just a great celebration of an idea that, that became a possibility and became something that is real and exists. Yeah. And I think that, I hope that our listeners can take something some concept or idea or something that they dream about doing and make it a reality like this. If this yeah. is when we don't get paid to do this, obviously we should, we should, right? Is there a way? Yeah. Advertisements. <laughs> Please, who would be our advertisers? <laughs> oh my God. That might be a question for <laughs> listeners. Who would be our advertisers? I 100% would think. Any association for mental health would completely back me. Yeah, I feel like and both of us. I don't know. Probably some dating apps would back me too. Um, Spotify would probably be talk a great. Talk a lot about Spotify. Yeah, we do talk a lot about Spotify. Um, I can think of one or two individuals that would probably pay me to stop. Would you like to have a GoFundMe for Allison to stop mentioning your name on this podcast? Um, 
Yes, we are celebrating 100 and I am very grateful for the space. We also had a little fun gathering with some of our listeners mm -hmm. and that, as I mentioned to you in the green room, Tess, was one of the best parts of my year, for mm -hmm. sure. I wow. walked away very emotional, teary in gratitude for the wonderful things that our listeners had to say about spending time with us. Yeah. And I feel like people who know you get to know me through you and people that know me get to know you through me mm -hmm. through airwaves. Yeah. And that to me is, is just connecting other great humans together is my, my hope for this. Mm -hmm. So, So thank you to those who, who came together in the virtual space to celebrate with us. And I know, Tess, you're going to pull together some highlights. Mm -hmm. But as always, just tremendous gratitude for you. Um, yeah. You don't probably have the bandwidth, not probably, I know you don't have the bandwidth to take time to do this. And I was in the Lincoln office last week doing some... Uh, a team session that's part of my job now is to do team Love sessions it. with our our individual teams which is so fun for me and to take a look mm -hmm. at their grid and anyway I was chatting with Suzanne and Suzanne said she still does this and I said yes. <laughs> so I I am grateful that you take time I'm grateful that we both take time mm -hmm. and I'm grateful that our listeners do too because it's my hope that those are the kinds of ripple effects that we're creating conversations that matter mm -hmm. intentionality that can make the world a better place yeah agreed and I think that's the our what are we calling it our time of connection with listeners that we had a bit ago um, for our hundredth episode celebration was just such a confirmation of that that you know, and I feel like we say it on in this space quite a bit, but it just feels like the two of us that, and it really is the two of us when we're talking, right? But then we put those conversations out publicly <laughs> and, yes, um, whoops, um, <laughs> but it happens. And I feel like the, just the feedback that we got from, from people, the, I loved hearing about what conversations stuck with people. Um, I love that so much of the world knows what Fleet Farm is now. I just have to put that out there. <laughs> um, like, uh, it would just, I think it was so, so reflective as someone who leads with number one of context. That was, it was such a joy and such a gift for people to come together and share which conversations have been meaningful, which conversations have stuck with them. And then we have, which we won't share in, you know, a highlight reel. Um, we have a, a long list from these loyal listeners of opportunities for further conversation. And uh, that's what I loved as well that, um, and, and I would just put that out there to anyone that's listening to this and that didn't get the chance to join us. Um, in during that conversation, if you have any suggestions or thoughts or things you want us to rest, wrestle with during our conversations, um, we certainly can. You know that we lead honest and and vulnerable in the context of these conversations, so we're willing to deal with and, and talk through hard topics or things that might um, things that you might want our perspective on not that our perspective is like meaningful nor do we have any sort of certifications we're just two people who who want to live life authentically and and openly so um any suggestions like feel free the, to send our way 
Sounds like that's what the lawyers told you to say, so I really appreciate our legal team. <laughs> yeah, do not take us for any mental health nor official personal growth advice. Seek right. um, Disclaimer, seek a mental health, formal licensed mental health provider. <laughs> well, I have found recently, uh, I have shared, I've been trying to get back to writing. Um, been doing more reading, actually reading fiction. Thank you for inspiring me, and thank you to my bonus daughter, Shanna, who's also inspired me to do more reading. And I've plowed through a couple fiction books that have been so, so good. And a reminder for me how I love to get lost in a book mm -hmm. that can really take me out of what's ever happening in my life. But then I get into the book, and it brings me right to where I actually am in my life. And I think, oh, it's kind of like Midnight Library. When I read that, I was doing work, personal work on reflection of different choices that I had made throughout my life, and that book is a beautiful example of, of that. Mm -hmm. So just like I say when I pull tarot cards, the card chooses you. <laughs> I think sometimes the word of the year chooses you, and sometimes yeah. the book chooses you. For sure. But I, um, on that note, uh, I had been revisiting my blog, and I'm stunned at times that people read it and it is a deep uh, reflection space but my belief is is if it makes one person feel heard or seen or better understood or not alone yeah. that's why I put it out there and it's a very healing space for me but as I looked back and reflected back on a hundred episodes this has been a very healing space for me and when we heard from listeners that they felt that kind of connection, it, it really stunned me. It always does, yeah. but it really stunned me. It also reminded me tremendously about how we measure success. So we're at 100. This could be a measurement to a lot of people. And you know me and numbers, and I don't care about I'm getting about giddy. Numbers. You bringing up measures of success. What on earth? <laughs> Just getting giddy over here. Can't wait to see where your brain goes. So I have been realizing that, you know, owning who I am mm -hmm. means owning my strengths and owning my talents, but also owning my lesser talents. And I'm really in this space right now and have made a decision in the last few weeks. Um, I was lucky to... <clears throat> this always happens. Hmm. I was lucky to hold space for an individual, <clears throat> for a retreat, and she was receiving feedback where she was at her best and where she was at her worst. And I'm preparing to go through a 360 as well. And so in preparation to go through a 360 review, and if you're not familiar with that, it's essentially an opportunity for how a reflection of how you lead, how you affect others. And um, I've been very thoughtful about the people that I'm going to choose to be asked to give feedback. So as I'm preparing for that, I've been thinking about what, what kind of real, radical, beautiful honesty will be found in that feedback. And why would I wait for that? Because everything is feedback, right? So there are some hard conversations that I have to have. Like I've been looking at the year, getting towards the, the latter part of the year, which is crazy to crazy. me. But what, what do I want to do with 
this chapter. And I think radical honesty mm. is really important. Not just radical honesty from others, but radical honesty with myself and mm. saying things that are hard instead of existing in the space of, it's okay, it's, I'm fine, I'm fine. I wanna be able to say, no, this is actually what I'm feeling, experiencing. So with that, I had a coaching call. This is what I do, right? This is my jam. I look at people's reports mm -hmm. all day long and make you know, some quick kind of assessments based on the beautiful 34 report that we receive from Gallup to learn about our talent. And before I go into the coaching call that is happening for me, I'm looking at said report, mine. And my brain goes to observation. I'm in coaching mode. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh shit, she doesn't have any executing. And I was like, she is me. She, she is, is me. me. And that phrase, Tess, she is me, has been kind of where I've, I've taken a little bit of a deeper dive into what I would call feedback. Mm -hmm. What would it be like in the world if we took a look at with radical honesty, how we're showing up. Mm -hmm. So analytical is very low for me and deliberative is my number 34. So during the coaching call, Daisy, who is a brilliant coach says to me, and a new coach by the way, she said to me, um, so let me read to you a little bit about deliberative and you know, they anticipate obstacles. And I said, oh Daisy, I don't anticipate obstacles. I anticipate only solutions. I anticipate pathways. Mm -hmm. And I stopped and thought, oh, yeah, that doesn't everybody do that? Mm -hmm. And I remembered the er one of the earliest conversations that you and I had in this space when we talked about strengths and the one in 33 million uniqueness and how when you took it, you were like, yeah, but isn't this how everybody mm -hmm. views the world? Yep. And I think for me, I wanna get into the feedback data, which is of course very qualitative around Allison's little heart here, mm -hmm. but it's also got some sticking points to it. I will never find success or achievement in any numbers. I don't care if we have 45 million people listen to this podcast. I don't care if we have 45 advertisers. I don't care about money. I don't care about the achievement numbers. I care about somebody walking away feeling more equipped to be who they are. That mm -hmm. is how I measure success. I want to leave the world better because of the small little tiny bit mm -hmm. that I could influence. So as I'm reading, always, always, always reading my Simple Abundance book, which I've quoted many times in our 100 episodes, this morning, I'm like, hmm, isn't this interesting? September 15th, authentic success. Hmm. Authentic success is accepting your limitations, making peace with your past, and reveling in your passions so that your future may unfold according to a divine plan. It's discovering and calling forth your gifts and offering them to the world to help heal its ravaged heart. It's making a difference in other lives and believing that if you can do just that for one person each day, blessed are all of us. Authentic success is not money in the bank. 
but a contented heart and a peace of mind. Authentic, authentic success is not about accumulating, but letting go, because all you have is all that you truly need. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. Of course it is. And I wanted to read it, but I also mm-hmm. just wanted to hold it here as a reminder of why we're at episode 100. And I, yeah, I love that, love that writing. I think your reflections are so meaningful. You know, I'm always going to challenge you a little bit though, because those metrics of success, the numbers that you say, um, that don't impact you, they do in essence, right? The way, what we quantify, especially in this space of mentoring, right? But in, in, in the very first one you listed, right? If we had 45 million listeners, crazy, right? Like, I think that's what you listed. Like, let's maybe say like 4,500, I think is a more like reasonable number one, like goal, yeah, goal, um, or like reasonable metric that we might be able to achieve at one point. But say we got to that point, right? Each of those, that number represents a collection of individuals that are listening, right? It represents 4,500 unique stories of people who showed up and listened, and maybe they didn't take away or have great perspective shift as a result of our conversations. Maybe their takeaway is like, I don't think I want to listen to this again. Like, what are these two, you know, broads talking about? Um, but, right, like... Did you say broads? What, I, yeah, whatever. I'm oh my like, God, I, I can't know. even believe that word came out of your mouth. I don't know. It's like, whatever. Um, but, right, like the way... Like, I don't... I want us to, to think, especially in this space and some of the other, like, quantifiable metrics that you listed, right? Yes, are necessarily mm-hmm. applicable. But a lot of our metrics that we talk about, a lot of the metrics in the mentoring space, in the strengths space, right? They're social measurements, which means the numbers represent people. They represent individuals and their stories and their heart change and their perspective shift, right? So saying that numbers aren't applicable that you quantifiable data is not as applicable as qualitative i would argue that they're one in the same that quantitative data is the collection of in mass of the qualitative stories for the data that we're talking about right it's not one in the same everywhere but that's what i love about social data that's why i am a social scientist that's why i deal with quantitative data because i love the the possibility of us seeing the larger collective impact we can focus on the individual impact we can illuminate those single stories but when we get to realizing the waves that are created it's when we zoom out to say each of those individual stories, what do they look like as a collective being, right? When we create this, this unified collective consciousness together as the result of talking about these themes and these stories and the concept of a word of the year and the concept of growth and reflection, right? It's in those larger quantifiable numbers, right? That we're able to see the, the slightly bigger way in which our lives are interrelated and interconnected to one another. And this is why you are such a tremendous complimentary partner to me. I just spoke of this also in my coaching call. When, when you have a complimentary partner at work, you, you know it because the two of you are in synergy and you just do things well. And, and it isn't just always two. Sometimes it's, it's a group, it's a team. 
So I was reflecting on how when we would present together, we were a mother effing powerhouse. I mean, sure, sorry. I mean, mm -hmm. this, this sounds like me bragging. And I will say, like, we, we were amazing presenting together because I can do... I can get people in the heart stuff. I can mm -hmm. get pull them in. I can tell a story that gets them right here in the soul. And you would have data to back it. And vice versa. You would give really beautiful statistics and science. And then I'd pull in like a, a heart string. Mm -hmm. And it made it come together. And I was thinking about this because it was just part of, it was so much a part of my world for so long with you. Mm -hmm. That when you left, I did not think about the extra uh, carry that I would have mm -hmm. without you there. So without sure. you presenting, I have to, because now I know, I cannot unknow this beautiful blend of talent, but also know the importance of you've got to have the data and you have to have both and the heart mm -hmm. feels that now when I present, I actually have to work at that. Mm -hmm. It requires more effort and energy for me to pull the stats that you would just, I mean, it's like you had them right back here in your little card catalog of test wisdom and you just throw them out there and I'd look around and think, does she have, <laughs> is it on her hand? Is, she, is it on her phone? <laughs> so I get put on the spot quite a bit mm -hmm. when I'm presenting or when it happens all the time during staff days. Allison, you know, what's, what's the percentage of, of students who are more hopeful? Allison, what's the percentage of, and I BS my way through because I can't remember what the stat is. And it's like, I still look around the room for you. Like, wait, <laughs> where is she? She was right there. Can I call a test? And, um, you know, like, when people call plays, they call it, you know, can I call a test play? I'm like, can I, can I text her really quick? I don't have that as using my right hand. And I know that it is you using your dominant hand so easily that mm -hmm. when we would present together, it was two people in flow because we were two people in our strengths and two people in our purpose. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much heavier of a, a lift that would be until you weren't there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, two pieces to that. One, just gratitude, as always, for you. Like, I, would, I seriously, the other day at staff day, I'm like, where is she? Because I don't <laughs> She's know. She's supposed to be there. I don't know what he's asking me. <laughs> <laughs> and the other is listeners. We all have this in our life, right? We all have awareness of these humans who make us a better version of ourselves. They round out our sharpened edges or they take over for where we, you know, leave off. They're everywhere in our life. And I don't know that we often name it until it's missing or gone. We don't always recognize it till it's missing or gone, though. And that's another crucial element that believe because you and I did the work, you and I built that trust, we understood the evolution of that to be something great that we have together, right? And 
And I think that is unique that oftentimes relationships organically come about in our lives and we don't always recognize the the greatness that is within great complementary partners until it is gone, right? And um, so that's, I think, a great you know, a number one thank you to our listeners for being complimentary partners of us. Even just the little bit of feedback, the great feedback that we got from our listener call a bit ago about their own reflections, but also ideas for where we can go. I don't think one, we got so many ideas. I don't think one of those ideas was not on par with the kinds of conversations we have. Like it's people who knew us well. And that was such a testament to not just in the reflections or the things they remembered, but in recommendations for where we could go yes. next, they were all things that I'm really excited about in terms of what, what we could tackle next. Um, so It was surprising to me how on brand, I mean, I hate, that's a phrase I don't get to use very often, so I'll go ahead and use it. <laughs> I think we just get on here and talk to each other. And I don't know what I said most of the time <laughs> until after, and I always listen back. And sometimes I'm, you know, out walking or I'm, I I love to be in movement when I'm listening to us. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, that was profound. <laughs> but most of the time I count my ums. <laughs> and the other most of the time thing that I do is think I don't finish a freaking sentence. <laughs> and so I was thinking people walk away with information from this because when I listen back it's just how you talk and how I talk and it's the coming together of two people who have an established mutual respect and we've been colleagues and we are friends but I don't think people are walking away with like a brand we apparently have some kind of a brand but also the the variety of topics that we cover. Yeah. We talk a lot about music. We talk a lot about generational difference. We talk all the time about strengths and engagement, Mm -hmm. but we've talked about some really random topics. Right. (laughs) And I can Mm -hmm. only imagine headed into another hundred episodes, what kinds of topics just come up? Because we don't decide that most of the time until we get into the green room. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a what's on your mind. Yep. And that's our, that's our brand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is our brand. Spontaneity, organic conversation, that's meaningful. And I don't know that I, once again, realize how important that is to me mm-hmm. until I I found myself in situations where it isn't deep or it mm-hmm. isn't uh, meaningful or it isn't going in a positive direction or it isn't, it's conversations not to make things better, but just mm-hmm. conversations to bitch. And yeah. I, that just sucks life out of me. Mm-hmm. Now, do not get me wrong. I, I need vent space. Like... Yeah. We all do, mm-hmm. but the the depth, the wealth of having a really good conversation with someone mm-hmm. is it's gold to me. It's yeah. it's everything, and I'm learning a lot about that in the close of this year. Yeah, I think that's such a great 
takeaway, such a great um, way to conclude a discussion for this episode really is just with a posture of gratitude. And um, as always, uh, our assignment of homework, of takeaways, of action items in my mind is number one, cataloging your close relationships and expressing gratitude for them. Um, Think through your current relationships and assess where you have great partnerships in friends, in colleagues, in significant others, in family. Where are those great partnerships and how can you express gratitude for that? Um, And and what else else can you express gratitude for? I think um, we're grateful and express so much gratitude for those people who listen and make this space of meaningful conversation extend beyond just a Zoom call between Allie and I. <laughs> and um, and I'm grateful for you, Allie. Um, you spoke so kindly and highly of me. Um, I, in some way, selfishly love the fact that a lot of the people on the call know me through your eyes because you think so well of me and you look for the good in me. And those are the people we need in our lives. So thank you for that. And thank you for, again, also holding the space for me as well always letting me challenge you and push you a little bit and reframe what you're thinking, um, which I just love to do, but it takes trust and rapport to do that. Um, so thank you. And thank you to our listeners. Thank you to you, Allie. Um, so challenging our listeners to, uh, to express gratitude to the people in their lives. Um, number one, number two, I want you to think about one of the things that I've been thinking about is in the spaces where we feel like we lack meaningful conversation like you mentioned there are lots of spaces in our lives in which our conversations are not necessarily deep um how can you is there one opportunity one space in which you can challenge yourself to deepen conversations um pull them a little further um go back through our episodes and look at the questions and the action items that we pose in all the show notes um and i think there are some great opportunities for dialogue there um how can you deepen? That's maybe what I what I will say for that action item. And then third, um, any recommendations, any conversation topics that you want to present to us as we look forward to another hundred <laughs> episodes, which seems crazy. Um, are there things that you want us to cover? Are there things you want us to circle back to that we've covered before? I feel like we've covered a lot of topics in a lot of different seasons. And so I've been thinking about Are there conversations we need to revisit where our perspectives have changed because of our own lived experiences? Um, Where our mindset or our perspective on something would happen. And don't forget, I would love for them to tell us who they think our advertisers should be. Fleet Farm. Fleet Farm. Fleet Farm doesn't even know what's coming to them. (laughs) I would love to. I think that is a great, fun question to ask. Who would you guess to be? The first av- advertisement or advertiser to back Jen and Millie. Mm-hmm. Uh, simple, abundant, Sarah Ben, breath knock, probably. Probably. Uh, just thinking about those hundred episodes and how many of you did like a word search of our our uh, transcript, what you would hear. What you would hear, yeah, for sure. Yep, for sure. Fleet Farm, Simple Abundance, Spotify. Kind of Gallup. Good, good starting list, of course, Gallup, of course. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Awesome. Well, Anything else to add to our listeners as we wrap up week 100? Thank you. Thank Thank you you for listening. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to episode 100 of Jen and Millie. If you enjoyed today's conversation, consider sharing this episode with a friend. To interact with us and share your responses to the questions that we posed, you can give us a follow on Instagram at Jen and Millie. That's at G-E-N-N-A-N-D-M-I-L-L-I-E. Until next time.